Hello, friends, and welcome to the Koozie George podcast. We're just about to jump into a new adventure. Come on. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We don't really have a normal episode for you today, but we do have a little something called Koozie George in the Felines of Fury series. That's right, we've compiled all of the episodes of the Felines of Fury series into one episode so you can listen away to your heart's content. This is especially useful if you have a super long car ride, or a plane ride, or maybe even a boat ride, or a train ride, or maybe you're just walking super far, or it's raining outside or something, whatever. You get the idea. I hope you enjoy listening to this unobstructed version of this wonderful story inspired by things that may or may not have happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. As always, please remember to subscribe to the podcast, write us a review on Apple Podcasts, and tell all your friends about us and enjoy the episode. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! Koozie George and the Felines of Fury Once upon a time, Koozie George was sleeping on his couch with his new furry friend, Bungie. They had been watching a movie together, with Koozie sitting there and Bungie laying down on his lap, snuggling. Snuggling was probably the best thing that Koozie loved about having a cat. Bungie's fur was so soft, and she would purr and purr and purr whenever Koozie would scratch her behind her ears. Can you make a purring noise? It goes kind of like this. Nice. Well, if snuggling was Koozie's favorite thing about cats, then cleaning out her litter box was his least favorite thing. Yuck! Stinky, nasty poop! Koozie would say every single time he had to clean out the litter box. Why can't you clean up after yourself, Bungie? But Bungie would just meow and wander off somewhere. Koozie really did like having a cat. Even after only three weeks of having Bungie, Koozie was actually becoming very responsible. Wow, Koozie, you're actually becoming very responsible, Rabbit Sebastian would say. Yep, having a cat was something super special. Like right now, as the two buddies slept on the couch, Koozie's arm was gently resting over Bungie's furry shoulders, and if you looked closely, it almost seemed like Bungie had a slight smile on her face as she slept. No, I'll never tell anyone where the hideout is, snorted Koozie as he suddenly woke up from his nap. He had been dreaming of being captured by evil squirrels who had a secret hideout under the big oak tree at Pickle Park. But when Koozie woke up and looked around, he realized, oh, it was only a dream. That's weird. And he laid his head back down and fell back asleep. I wonder if Bungie was having any dreams as she slept. What do you think? Do cats have dreams like people do? Maybe Bungie was dreaming of fish fillets raining down from the sky. Or maybe she was dreaming of being elected president and changing the name of the city to Bungieville. Or maybe she was having a dream of a multidimensional universe where all the Bungies from different universes have a different powers and all the Bungies team up and fight against the evil rat pirates who are trying to take over the power crystals and rule the galaxy with their evilness until finally the real Bungie discovers she has the power of all the other Bungies combined and she spanks all of those evil rat pirates into the black hole except for the master rat who turns to Bungie and says, I am your father. And Bungie's like, no! 
But then she's like, wait, no, you're not. And she roundhouse kicks that evil master rat into the black hole with all the other evil rat pirates and saves the multidimensional universe forever while everyone cheers her name. Bungie, 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 Bungie. Well, whatever she was dreaming about, it was making her move her front paws a little bit while she slept on Koozie's lap. The movement woke Koozie up again. Hey, that's my lollipop, said Koozie suddenly as he sat straight up. He had been dreaming of skipping down the street eating a lollipop when a squirrel suddenly stole his lollipop and ran away with it. Man, what is it with Koozie and all these evil squirrels? Well, when Koozie looked down at Bungie and saw her still sleeping, he decided to lay his head back down and closed his eyes for just a little bit longer. He must have been super tired because he immediately started dreaming of a genetically mutated squirrel who had grown to an enormous size bigger than a skyscraper. The giant squirrel was destroying everything in its path and terrorizing the cities. That is, until Super Koozie came flying in with his laser eyes and super strength and began wrestling that giant squirrel to the ground. Koozie finally had the giant squirrel pinned to the ground and the scientists were running up with the shrink ray to bring the squirrel back down to normal size. But then one of the giant squirrel's arms came loose and it punched Koozie in the arm. Ow! said Koozie as he sprung himself up from the couch. What the butterscotch? He looked down at his lap, but there was no Bungie. Hey, Bungie! Where'd you go? He said as he looked around, but didn't see his white fuzzy cat. Koozie stood up and rubbed his arm. Why is my arm hurting? He wondered. Bungie must have pushed off from my arm when she jumped off of me. Well, Koozie walked over to the kitchen and poured himself a glass of water. He lifted the glass to his lips, but when he started drinking, he noticed a dark colored cat right outside his kitchen window, staring at him with his beady little eyes. The dark-colored cat wasn't really that scary-looking. It was more... weird. Koozie finished drinking his water and put the glass down as he bunched his eyebrows together while staring back at the dark-colored cat. The dark-colored cat let out a menacing meow and went away. Meow! What was all that about? wondered Koozie. Whose cat was that anyway? Oh well. Koozie turned to go look around the rest of the house to find Bungie when he stopped short. There in the middle of his kitchen was the same dark-colored cat. Or at least, it really looked like the same cat. Koozie jumped back in surprise as two other cats slowly walked into the kitchen from the other room. Meow, meow, meow! Oh, hey there, fellows! How'd you all get in here? Koozie held up his hands in defense. These furry little guys looked like they meant business, which is to say, they didn't want to mess around. Meow! Whoa, you! How did you get here so fast? Said Koozie as he spun around to see the dark-colored cat that was outside the kitchen window. He was now standing on his hind legs right on the countertop at eye level with Koozie. Look, hey, you guys can probably get some of Bungie's dry food, but that canned stuff is expensive. I'd prefer not to waste it. Meow! Okay, okay, yeah, I can definitely get you guys one of those. Meow! I mean, as many cans of cat food as you like. Meow, meow! Well, let me see how many I have on hand. You know, I just went to the store yesterday, but you know how Bungie eats this stuff. There's never enough, if you know what I mean. <laughs> meow! Yep, never mind. You guys know how good this stuff is. It's like magic in a can, am I right? Meow, meow, meow! Here, take them! Take all of them if you want, just don't kill me! The cats closed in around Koozie as the dark-colored cat lifted its paws. Koozie covered his face with his hands as suddenly everything went black. 
Koozie's dreams went dark as he saw visions of spikes and claws and other sharp things. In the far distance, he thought he could hear his friend Rabbit calling out for Jello. We need more Jello. More, I say. <laughs> yes, more Jello. Rabbit, what's with all the Jello? Rabbit, are you there? Jello, Jello. Jello, yellow, yellow, meow, 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 Koozie slowly opened his eyes and blinked. He seemed to be laying on his back in a white room with black curtains. Those aren't my curtains, he thought to himself. Where am I? Welcome, Koozie, said a computer-sounding voice. Koozie spun his head around to the direction the voice came from. It was the dark-colored cat, with a special black collar around its neck. Spider buckets of barbecue sauce! It's a talking cat! exclaimed Koozie. Ha ha ha, you can call for help, but no one... Wait, did you just say spider buckets? said the cat. Ha! Did I? I actually don't remember what I said, replied Koozie. Never mind! I can smell the fear dripping off you. Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. I forgot deodorant again today. I'm so sorry. I would have cleaned myself up more if I knew I would be invited. Would you be quiet? Yep, I can totally be quiet. Although sometimes I have a hard time just because I get so excited in these kinds of situations that it's really impossible. Quiet! Uh, yep, I'm done. I'm not even talking anymore. Who's that? That's not me talking. That's somebody else. Do you know why you're here, Koozie? Am, am I supposed to answer that? Yes. Oh, cause, yeah, uh, I have no idea why I'm here. We brought you here to stop the lies. The lies? What lies? Who's lying? Everyone is lying. Everyone is in on it. The false narratives, the humiliating viral videos, the mocking posters. The world is against us, Koozie. That is a lot to take in. Could I have a moment to process what you're saying? Do you know why I am here, Koozie? Because you're remodeling your other house? No. Because the catnip store was closed? No, because I've had enough. To eat? I've had enough of the lies, the mockery, the detestable videos. I'm here to put an end to it all. Oh, that's super interesting. I just don't know how I would be involved in any of your that. Your feline friend tells me you make her wear a collar. Uh, well, yes. It's the sparkly one. It's awesome. Did you ask her if she wants to wear a collar? Um, I don't remember discussing it with her. No, you didn't. You assume control and play the overlord of your own glory. Yeah, I'm not really sure what any of that means. You should be ashamed of yourself. Why? Did I get toilet paper stuck on my leg again? You think you can just own someone else? No. You think you are above cats? Well, cats are kind of short. You think you're better than us? Oh, no, I would never... Let me tell something to you. The cats are rising. We are preparing to take over as we speak, and within a month's time, we will be your masters. Wow, you guys sure know how to mobilize. Soon we will be in control, and you'll be the ones wearing the collars. We'll hang you off of branches and take pictures to make memes and inspirational quotes. Hang in there! You can do it! Aw, thanks! Not you! But you just said- No, you cannot! Yes, I can. 
No, you can't. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Aha, I got you. Enough! You are reaching the end of your purpose. You have but one task before we turn you into a carpet. A carpet? Really? Maybe you can turn me into a chair or a drum set? Yeah! You will be a carpet. Aw, man. I'm not even that fuzzy. We'll make you into the fuzziest carpet you've ever seen, and I will snuggle up on top of you and sleep in the afternoon sun. Wow, that doesn't seem like much of a threat anymore. You can jump on my lap right now and I'll pet you and scratch your ears. No. Come on. Can a carpet do this? Koozie reached over to the dark-colored cat and started scratching him behind his ears. Stop that. Oh, you know you like it. Withdraw your hand, peasant. Gucci, gucci, goo. Oh, yeah. Guards, seize this maniac and turn him into a carpet. There we go. We're all calmed down now. Oh, yes. That's the spot. Right there, uh... said the dark-colored cat as he rolled over onto his back, and Koozie started rubbing his stomach. Oh, this is paradise. See, I told you, I'm better as not a carpet. I mean, that would be cool and all, but this right here, in my opinion, is the magic of it all. Yes, magic. I could rub your tummy forever. Oh, yes. Who's my little snuggly cat? Oh, yes, you was so cute. Koozie? Hey, Koozie! Koozie! What are you doing? Oh, hey, Rabbit! Said Koozie with his eyes closed. How do you get in here? He wanted to turn me into a carpet just a minute ago, but I think I changed his mind. Koozie, why are you snuggling with a corn dog? A corn dog? Said Koozie quickly as he opened his eyes and looked around. What the? Where's the dark-colored cat and the black curtains? Um, are you sure you weren't dreaming just now? No, it all felt so real. It was real. I was kidnapped by a gang of cats. A gang of cats? Yeah, they knocked me out and the leader, the dark-colored cat, was interrogating me and telling me their evil plan. Let me get this straight. You were fully awake and conscious when a gang of furry little cats attacked you, knocked you unconscious, and then a dark cat was talking to you about their evil plans? Yeah, you know, when you say it out loud like that, it all sounds pretty ridiculous. <laughs> of course it's ridiculous. It was a dream. I'm starting to see that now. Wow, Koozie, you have some pretty weird dreams. I know. So what was the evil cat's plan? Oh, nothing major. Just the cats were tired of being pets and people making fun of them with those inspirational posters and cat videos. Oh, I love those. I know, I love them too. So anyways... They had enough of it, they were going to take over the world in a month or so, and then turn me into a carpet to snuggle on. A uh, carpet? I don't think you would make a good carpet. That's what I told him, but he insisted. Well, anyways, I can see you're still finishing up your lunch. Are you ready to get the grill fired up for dinner? We're still barbecuing tonight, right? Oh yeah, I totally forgot. All the stuff is in the back. I just need to get the meat out of the fridge. Rabbit and Koozie ran into the kitchen and started preparing some of the barbecue tools they were going to need. Tongs, a Tupperware with a lid, a lighter to light the coals, and some lighter fluid, just in case. Lighter fluid is a very dangerous and flammable juice that you use when building fires. When there is just a little bit of fire and you squirt some lighter fluid on it, the fire gets super crazy big and can potentially burn off your eyebrows. I'll take this stuff outside and get the grill going said Rabbit as he carried all the utensils outside. Okay, I'll finish rubbing the meat and I'll be right out there, said Koozie as he continued rubbing the meat. 
I know it sounds like Koozie was in the kitchen petting meat like it was a cat or something, but that's not really what he was doing. A rub is like a bunch of spices mixed up together. And when you rub it onto something like raw meat before you cook it, it can make the meat taste super delicious when it's finished. Rubbing meat is one of the ways you can season meat. And I guess it does look like Koozie was in the kitchen petting meat. <laughs> Whoa, what was that? Thought Koozie to himself as he looked out the window. There were some bushes rustling just past his driveway. It looked like something was sneaking around. And then, all of a sudden, a face appeared. It was the dark colored cat. Koozie screamed. Ah! Rabbit came running into the house. Koozie, what's wrong? What happened? It's the dark colored cat. It's the dark colored cat. I saw him in the bushes. They're after me, Rabbit. The cats are going to turn me into a carpet. Koozie kept pointing out the window towards the bushes. But when Rabbit looked, he didn't see anything. There's nothing there, dude. It just seems like some bushes getting moved around by the wind. No, he's there. I definitely saw him there. Okay, well, I don't see him there now. Let's go check it out, Rabbit suggested. Are you insane? The dude probably has a whole battalion of cats just waiting to pick us off. Pick us off? We're not boogers, Koozie. Come on, what can a few cats do to a couple guys like us? Uh, they could tear us to pieces with their claws. Oh yeah, their claws. I forgot about those things. Yeah, you left out that little detail, did you? Those claws are like the Grim Reaper with fleas. Well, hey, how about we protect ourselves? With what? Like shields and sticks and stuff. Shields and sticks? Yeah. Well, I guess that could work. I can use my metal trash can lid. And you have those shovels in the garage. Oh yeah, those are basically like spears. We'll be the cat hunting warriors. Meow meow. Ah! Oh, Bungie, it's just you. Uh, we're not going to hurt anybody. We just want to protect ourselves just in case. Meow meow said Bungie as she yawned and walked back into the living room, probably to take another nap. Yeah, yeah, you go back to the couch and take another nap. That's a good girl. Then Koozie leaned over to Rabbit and whispered, Rabbit, do you think she's part of the revolution? What revolution? The banana revolution, come on. Obviously the cat revolution. Oh, that revolution. Um, I don't know. How would you even tell if she's part of the revolution? Well, she's a cat. That's something. Do you think every cat is in on it? I have no idea. We have to assume yes. So that means she has to be part of it. But come on, Koozie. She really likes you. She saved you from that tree, remember? Yeah. And she lets you take her on walks? That's true. And she snuggles up on your lap while you guys watch TV. Fine. Maybe she's not in on it. But she has to be a cat sympathizer. Okay, you're giving these cats way too much credit, dude. Whatever, let's just go outside and see if that dark-colored cat is out there. So, Koozie and Rabbit collected a couple of trash can lids and shovels and headed outside to check things out. They also grabbed a couple of bicycle helmets, just in case. Meanwhile, Sally Bright was jogging down the street nearby. As she passed Koozie's house, she looked over and saw Rabbit and Koozie tiptoeing towards some bushes, wearing bicycle helmets and holding trash cans lids and shovels. What the blazing butter cakes are those boys doing? She thought to herself as she stopped to observe. Koozie and Rabbit walked slowly towards the bushes where Koozie had seen the dark-colored cat. The wind was softly rustling the trees, but beside their own breathing, there was no other sound. Okay, Rabbit, we have to be prepared for anything. 
whispered Koozie. Don't worry about me. Are you prepared to find nothing out? Rabbit replied. It had not even crossed Koozie's mind. There had to be something out here. That dark-colored cat was up to no good. Even if he wasn't here to attack, he must be here trying to recruit Bungie to their cause, and Koozie just couldn't let that happen. The two friends stepped closer to the bushes. A tattered leaf blew slowly across their path. Koozie's eyes were fixed on the bushes, trying to make out the tiniest detail. What's up, guys? said a voice from behind. Holy flying biscuits! Run for your life, rabbit! screamed Koozie as he bolted back towards his house. We surrender, we surrender! Ah! shouted Rabbit as he threw his shovel down, raised his hands over his head, and knelt down on the ground with his eyes closed. Whoa, what's got you boys all wound up? It was Sally Bright. Sally? What are you doing here? asked Koozie. Goodness, Sally. Did you really need to sneak up on us like that? Sorry. What are you boys even doing? Gardening? 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 This is a highly sensitive situation. The fate of the world is at stake. We're the only ones who can put an end to the revolution before it's too late. Sally stared at Koozie and then turned to look at Rabbit. Koozie thought he saw a dark-colored cat. A dark-colored cat? Yeah, he had a crazy dream about evil cats abducting him and trying to take over the world. Rabbit, I understand now. It wasn't a dream at all. It was a vision. Koozie, do you realize what you're saying? I know exactly what I'm saying. The revolution has begun, and I alone have been chosen to put an end to it. The revolution? Yeah, the cat revolution, said Rabbit a little bit sarcastically. What? You don't believe me? That's a little far-fetched, dude. Coming from the guy wearing a bicycle helmet and holding a trash can lid as a shield. Well, if there really was a cat in the bushes, I didn't want him to scratch me up. Of course they're going to scratch you up. They're trying to take over the world. That's a little hard to believe, Koozie. Well, come on. We never checked out the bushes, said Koozie as he quickly walked over to the bushes and got down on his hands and knees. There's nothing in the bushes, Koozie. Aha! shouted Koozie. There's something in the bushes. There's something in the bushes, said Rabbit as he and Sally came over to where Koozie was. What is it? What you got there, buddy? Koozie sat up straight and held up a black collar. What's that? asked Sally. It's the black collar from the dark colored cat, exclaimed Koozie. What collar? asked Rabbit. The one from my vision. You mean your dream. The dark colored cat had it on his neck so he could talk. Wait a minute. You mean the cat was talking in your dream? Oh, uh, well, yeah. All right, that's it for me, said Sally, throwing up her hands. I'm going to finish up my jog. See you guys later. Hey, come on, Sally. Bye, guys. Bye, Sally. Bye, Sally, said Koozie sadly. Come on, Koozie, think about it. Animals can't talk. You had a really crazy dream, that's all. But it all seems so real. And I'm sure I saw the dark-colored cat in the bushes. Maybe you did see something in the bushes. But come on, do you really think there's a cat rebellion that's gaining strength in numbers so they can take over the world? Well... And that same rebellion has targeted you as their most sought-after foe to eliminate for the success of their cause? I guess when you put it like that, it all sounds kind of silly. Yeah, let's put these trash can lids back and get that barbecue fired up. All right, let's do it. So Koozie and Rabbit put everything back the way it should be. Koozie finished rubbing the meat and Rabbit got the grill going. Bungie even woke up from her nap and came outside to join the party. After a while, they were sitting on the back porch enjoying some delicious meats, drinks, and treats. Oh, baby. This is the life, Koozie, said Rabbit as he wiped his mouth with a napkin. 
That was some delicious meat. Thanks. Those treats and drinks you brought were super good too. Yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. None of that imaginary cat revolution stuff. Come on, what cat revolution stuff? Exactly. Cheers, said Rabbit as he leaned over and clinked his cup with koozies. Clink! Koozie took a sip of his drink as Bungie jumped up on his lap with something in her mouth. Hey, Bungie, what you got there? wondered Koozie as he grabbed the little black thing out of her mouth. It was the black collar. What are you doing with this thing? Koozie turned it over in his hands and realized there were some letters engraved on the underside. Felines of Fury, Koozie read out loud. What's that, Koozie? asked Rabbit. Just then, there was a noise over to their left, and both heads turned quickly to look. There, standing crouched over between two bushes, was a dark-colored cat. It's him! shouted Koozie. Do you see him? Wow, it's just like you said, replied a shocked rabbit. Meow, meow, said Bungie as she snuggled down onto Koozie's lap for a nap. Koozie quickly looked down at Bungie as if someone had just planted a bomb on his lap. Koozie looked over at Rabbit, who was staring right back at him. But when they looked back over to where the dark-colored cat was standing, he was gone. Well, well, well said a robotic voice from behind them. Rabbit turned around so suddenly that he fell clean out of his chair. Koozie jumped about as high as you could when you're sitting down and scared Bungie clean off his lap. Holy hotcakes! Pilot Jamerni! Ha ha ha! You guys are fun! said the voice. It was a large brown cat with one eye and a crooked tail. He stood before them, flanked by two other cats dressed in white body armor, holding some sort of gun. Whoa! Who are you? And how can you talk? I can talk because of this little beauty, said the one-eyed cat, pointing to his black collar. We have the power of communication beyond your wildest dreams. But what are you doing here? And what do you want with us? We are taking over. I told you the cats are rising, said the dark-colored cat as he came out from the bushes. Whoa, you again! It is true. Koozie, you were right. Ha ha ha. I see you've met my apprentice, Darth Meow. He has been rounding up everyone in town as we finally begin our takeover. What? No! It seems your friends are a little more sneaky than we anticipated. Ha! That's right! We're the sneakiest bunch of friends you ever- Oh, yuck! What is this? Koozie got interrupted because one of the nearby cats stepped forward and shot him in the arm with his gun. You will speak when spoken to, peasant, said Darth Meow. The furball gun is one of our most powerful weapons, but not the most powerful. A furball gun? Oh, what was that for? Let that be a lesson for you as well. Koozie suddenly raised his hand. Oh, uh, yes. What is it, Koozie? Who's that guy supposed to be? The Lord of the Cats? Asked Koozie, pointing to the one-eyed cat with a crooked tail. <laughs> Lord of the Cats. That's a good one. Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Pardon me, my master. Said Darth Mao as he quickly looked back at Koozie and said sternly, Do you dare insult his lordship? This is Emperor Palpatine's, ruler of the felines of fury and destroyer of all cat memes and inspirational posters. I am the oracle of our journey to victory. I am the master. 
mastermind of all evil. I have prevailed over many foes, both large and small. Oh, is that how you lost your eye? My what? And was it the same conflict that messed up your tail? Messed up my arm? No, you're missing the point. Actually, I would love to hear about how you lost your eye. I have conquered every enemy I've encountered, suffering only the loss of an eye. But what about your tail? What about my tail? Oh, oh nothing. It's, uh, it's just a little... A little what? You know, it's it's just a wee bit crooked, maybe. Are you saying there's something wrong with my tail? Oh, no, no, not at all. It's so uh, unique, uh, shapely, even. It's the best looking tail I've ever seen in my life. In my life, yeah, yeah, I wish I had one just like it. Have you ever thought of marking it as a costume accessory? Oh, that's a great idea. I would totally dress up like Emperor Palpitzies. Palpitzies. Oh, yeah, Palpitzies. I would totally dress up like you for Halloween. Well, you're in luck. Chuckled Palpafleas. Once tomorrow comes along, you all will be dressing up like carpets. <laughs> Again with the carpets? What is it with you guys and turning people into carpets? I love carpets and that's final. Come on, troopers. Bind their hands. As you wait, Lord Palpafleas. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And now, to give honor where honor is due. To the one who made this whole operation possible, Bungie, your efforts have not gone unnoticed. Wait, what? Bungie? Yes, it was Bungie who gave us the missing piece to our puzzle. What are you talking about? He was able to infiltrate your home and provide insider information to sell you out. No, that's a lie! Koozie was completely shocked. His friend, his buddy... His little bungee! How could she betray him like this? I must admit that I was not completely convinced your plan would work, Bungie. But you have proven yourself a worthy feline fury. Come forward. Bungie stepped forward and bowed her head low to the ground. I, Emperor Palpafleas, will have you be my secret enforcer. The Emperor's Hand. From henceforth you shall be called... Jade Bungie! Oh, hail Jade Bungie! Said one of the guards. Emperor Palpafleas looked straight at the guard with his angry eyes. Oh, my bad. I thought we were... Never mind. You're the boss, Emperor Palpafleas. We love you so much. Can you sign my furball gun? Emperor Palpafleas rolled his eyes and directed his attention back to Jade Bungie. You shall be called Jade Bungie. And with this special color, your new voice will be heard. Darth Meow stepped forward with a black collar like the ones he and Emperor Palpafleas were wearing. Jade Bungie lowered her head as Darth Meow attached the collar around her neck. My first order to you will be to secure these prisoners in the deepest parts of the prison. Yes, my master. No, Bungie, don't let them. No! Be quiet, you. Cloudtroopers, guide their mouths. Yes, Darth Meow. Nice and tight. Yes, Darth Meow. Make sure they cannot talk. Yes, Darth Meow. Will you stop with that? Yes, Darth Meow. Just do what I say and be quiet. Yes, Darth... Sorry. You'll never get away with this. <laughs> yeah, our friends will come with us. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends. We've already arrested more than half the town. What friends you thought you had are all but captured. Take them away! And with that, the guards gagged Rabbit in Koozie's mouths and led them away from Koozie's backyard. 
Jade Bungie led the way down the street as they walked along, being brutally ushered by the guards. Koozie and Rabbit looked around and saw their friends and neighbors being led captive by other guards. There was Hazel Breeze getting handcuffed by two guards. Oh, that's too tight! Then Cracker Jack came running around the corner being chased by three claw troopers. Ah! Oh! The claw troopers tackled him to the ground and started handcuffing him as well. Each of the guards were carrying a furball gun, which they threatened to use if the prisoners didn't obey orders. There was nothing Koozie or Rabbit could do but watch in horror. Jade Bungie must have seen something in their eyes. Oh, do you recognize any of these people? Asked Jade Bungie. Your so-called friends? They were so quick to surrender and even faster to provide information against you. Koozie and Rabbit struggled in the restraints. The guard held on to them firmly. Struggle all you like. You'll never break free. None of your friends will break free either. This is the beginning of something beautiful. You should consider yourselves honored to be witness to it. Soon, the felines of fury will have complete control of this town, and we will continue to expand. Even now, the Death Tree stands, awaiting the coordinates of all the other towns in this region, and all will fall. Claw Troopers? Death Tree? Boy, these cats sure like naming all their stuff, thought Koozie to himself. Rabbit and I have to escape and save the town. I bet Rabbit is already working on a plan for us to get out of here and save the day. Yeah, Rabbit's totally got a plan. Oh man, I hope Koozie has a plan, thought Rabbit to himself. He's usually pretty good in situations like this. He's probably devising an epic escape right now, and he's just waiting for the opportune moment to strike. Well, as you could tell, neither Koozie or Rabbit had a plan to escape. The Claw Troopers continued to lead them towards City Hall, and they couldn't do anything but follow along. It seemed like the cats had turned City Hall into their makeshift headquarters. They had painted large black stripes on the sides of the buildings, and even had strung up a few of their flags. A red background with a single black paw print, surrounded by jagged teeth. Koozie and Rabbit walked along, looking all around them and wondering how on earth a bunch of cats could have done all this. There were formations of claw troopers marching all around headquarters and catmobiles delivering packages of supplies. Koozie saw a group of very large cats unload a bunch of super long cables from one of the trucks. I wonder what they're going to use all that cable for, he wondered to himself. Finally, they came to the building next to City Hall, the auditorium. Apparently, the Felines of Fury converted the auditorium into a prison of some sorts. There were guards standing at the doors as they approached. Inside the building, Koozie and Rabbit saw rows and rows of cages. Some were already full of people from around town. You kept us in confinement all these years? Said Jade Bunsey. We're just returning the favor. The guards laughed. Koozie and Rabbit shivered. I'm sure they didn't want to be kept inside of cages. Would you want to be kept inside of a cage? Yeah, I didn't think so. Jade Bungie led them to the far end of the auditorium and inside a smaller room. When they came inside, there were a dozen or so empty cages. She pointed at two of the cages and gave orders for Koozie and Rabbit to be thrown inside. Throw the prisoners in. What about the gags on their mouths? Asked one of the guards. 
Keep them gagged. There's nothing for them to say. Only to watch and listen. Then she turned towards Rabbit and Koozie. You two stay put now. The rest of your friends will be here shortly. <laughs> Lock them up. The guards untied their legs and pushed Koozie and Rabbit inside their separate cages, slammed the doors shut, and locked them up. Thank you for staying at the Feline Hotel. Please make yourself as uncomfortable as possible and we will be happy to ignore you and let you suffer. And with that, Jade Bungie walked off with her guards to begin arresting the rest of the people in town. Things were looking mighty hopeless for Koozie George and Rabbit Sebastian. And pretty much everybody else in town, what do you think? Well, Rabbit and Koozie watched as the door slowly shut behind them and they were left alone in the dark room. <laughs> said Koozie. Oh, wait, you can't understand him because he's still gagged. Um, let me see if we can hear what he's thinking right now. Uh, where's that switch? Oh, here it is. Oh, help! Get me out of here! Whoa, what was that? Rabbit heard the noise too and looked over to where the sound came from. <laughs> said Rabbit. <laughs> said Koozie. And then, very slowly, they saw something small moving inside the air vent in the corner of the room. Whoa, what is that thing? Rabbit thought to himself. That looks like a tiny hand poking through the vent bars, thought Koozie. In fact, it was a hand. A hand that was connected to an arm, and an arm that was connected to a body, and that body had another arm, which was connected to another hand, which was slowly and quietly unscrewing the vent door. Koozie and Rabbit both stared at the vent door with their eyes getting bigger and bigger and their whole bodies getting just a little bit more tense by the moment. They were not sure what to expect at all. This could be another evil plan from those evil cats. But suddenly, the vent door clicked free and swung open. Both hands, both arms, and the whole rest of the body came rolling out like a ninja. It was Hula Cats! <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Koozie still gagged. But he was still making a bit of noise. Shh! whispered Hula Cats as she held up a finger to her lips. Y'all want those cats to hear ya? Koozie quit making noise and tried to contain his excitement as best he could. They were saved! All right! We need to move fast and be as quiet as possible, Hula continued. I have me some bolt cutters here. If we work together, I can get both of you out of here. Koozie and Rabbit both nodded their heads in agreement. Hula started with Rabbit's cage and lifted up her bolt cutters. Bolt cutters are exactly what they sound like. They be cutting them bolts. Just like scissors are paper cutters, a bolt cutter cuts bolts. What's a bolt? Well, it's a metal fastener used in construction to hold things together. But Hula wasn't actually cutting them bolts right now. They were actually cutting the locks. Hmm, why don't they just call them lock cutters? I don't know, that's a good question. Anyways, Hula placed the cutting part of the bolt cutters on the lock. Okay, Rabbit, I'll lift the bolt cutters sideways like this. I'll push this handle towards you, and you push that handle towards me. Koozie, keep an eye out and make sure those guards aren't coming. Koozie nodded his head and gave an over-exaggerated salute. Hula and Rabbit worked together to push the handles of the bolt cutters. 
It was a very strong lock, and they had to push those handles as hard as they possibly could. Almost there! Almost there! Ah, finally! Any guards, Koozie? Koozie watched and listened, then shook his head no. All right, let's get you out of here, Rabbit, said Hula quietly as she unhooked the lock, lifted the latch, and swung the door open. She quickly untied Rabbit's gag and then his hands. Oh, phew, feels so good to get that thing off my face. Thanks for busting us out of here, Hula. Don't mention it. All right, your turn, Koozie, said Hula as she approached Koozie's cage. But suddenly, there were voices outside the doors. The three friends fell completely silent. Two guards were making their rounds just outside the door. Oh, fish all the way from me, said one guard. Yeah, I love fish, said the other guard. But you know, chicken has its place too. Oh, baby, that soft meat dripping in oil? Heaven. Heaven, baby. Hey, what's that? Koozie, Rabbit, and Hula froze. Hula looked over at the vent just in case she had to make a quick exit. Koozie thought it was over. At least his friends would escape. But not Koozie. He'll be stuck in his cage forever. What is it? What do you see? Right there. Is that catnip? Major work. Catnip. The guards laughed and continued making their rounds. That was a close one. I thought we were goners. <laughs> oh yeah, Koozie, let's get you out of there. The three of them worked together on getting Koozie free from his cage. Hula swung open the cage and Rabbit untied his friend. <laughs> well, come on, Rabbit, take his gag off. Uh, maybe we can leave it on for just a minute longer? Koozie bunched up his eyes with a shocked face and lifted up both his arms as if to say, What? Hula Cats rolled her eyes as Rabbit whispered, Just kidding, and ungagged Koozie. Really, Rabbit? Jokes at a time like this? Well, it seemed like the perfect moment. Have you forgotten that we're still in prison? Guards are walking by outside and you're cracking wise over here. Okay, guys, come on. The air vent is the only way out of here. Hula quietly led the way to the air vent and stopped. What's the holdup? I'm trying to remember how I came in here. You don't remember? It's very dark in there with a lot of twists and turns. I lost my way a few times getting in here, and I'm sure we don't want that to happen on our way out. Lost in the dark? I don't want to get lost in the dark. Isn't there another way to get out of here that doesn't involve crawling through a dark vent? Well, yeah. Then why don't we go that way? Because that way is out the front door. Well, come on, let's go. Cozy, do you want to get captured again? Oh, you were being sarcastic. Of course I was being sarcastic. I don't want to go through the dark vent again either. But this is our last hope. We have to do it. Ah, fine. Let's go. But I want to be in the middle. I'll take the rear and you can lead the way, Hula. All right, let's go. Rabbit, do your best to shut the vent door after you get in. No sense letting the guards know how we escaped. Roger that. Would you go into a dark vent to escape? Seems like it would be pretty freaky. But just like Hula said, this was their last hope. If they didn't get out this way, I don't think they would be able to get out at all. Hula took a deep breath and crawled inside the vent. Koozie whispered something under his breath and followed close behind. Rabbit was the last to enter the dark vent. Once all three were inside, 
Rabbit closed the vent door and secured it as best he could. They were now locked inside. Ow, that's my leg, whispered Koozie George. Well, move faster, whispered Rabbit Sebastian. Will you guys be quiet, whispered Hula Cats. As you remember, the felines of fury had already taken over almost the entire town. Bungie had turned to the dark side. Koozie and Rabbit were captured and thrown into cages, but then Hula Cats climbed through the vents and busted them out with their magical bolt cutters. Are we there yet? Um, I think we're getting close. You think? And now the three friends were making their way back through the vents to escape. They only had to make one U-turn so far, which was a horrible experience for them. Hula was leading the way with Koozie right behind her and Rabbit holding up the rear. Hula tried her best to remember the right way out, but ended up making a wrong turn, so they had to crawl backwards all the way to the last intersection. Have you ever crawled backwards in a dark vent trying to escape the dangerous cats that have just taken over your city? Yeah, I didn't think so. Anyways, Hula said they were getting close, and hopefully she was right. Hey, I think I see daylight up ahead, said Hula excitedly. That's great, we're almost out. Goodbye, dark, creepy vents. They reached the end of the vent, and sure enough, they could see outside. They could also hear some voices talking outside. It was Bungie, or should I say, Jade Bungie. This area is secure. You two follow me to the trucks to help unload the cables, said Jade Bungie. As you wish, Jade Bungie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, hurry up. Hey, this is our chance, whispered Hula. When Bungie and those guards turn the corner, we have to make a break for it. Whoa, is this really happening? Shouldn't we wait until it gets dark? This is a window of opportunity here. We have to take it. Unless you want to spend the night in the dark, creepy vent. We're right behind you, Hula. Just give us a countdown. Hula peered out of the vents as best she could. Bungie and the guards were getting close to the corner. Hula looked around the rest of the area and couldn't see anybody else. All right, on three. Three, two, wait, you just said three. Did she go already? No, I'm right here. So are we going on three or are we going on one? Or on the go after the one? We're going on go. Okay, that's super helpful to be on the same page about something as important as this. Three, two, one, go. Hula swung the vent door open and rolled out just like a ninja. Koozie and Rabbit were a little too excited to make such an exit and ended up tripping over each other and landing on their faces. Oh, Rabbit, you ruined my exit. I was going to tuck and roll and jump to my feet in a fighter stance. But you can't tuck and roll. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I... Wait, where's Hula? Koozie looked over and saw Hula running off behind some bushes. Flipping pigeon cakes. She's fast. Koozie and Rabbit picked themselves off the ground and sprinted towards the bushes. What took you guys so long? Mr. Ninja Pants over here tripped out the gate. I did not. You pushed me. Are you guys serious? You want to get captured again? Koozie and Rabbit stopped talking. All right. We have to get back to Pickle Park. What's in Pickle Park? The Rebel Base. The Rebel Base? Yeah. Chip the Bear has a secret underground storage unit under the tool shed that the cats didn't know about. We're holed up there and making some plans. What kind of plans? We are going to take back our city. And with that, Koozie and Rabbit started wondering if they could actually get out of this thing. Could they actually beat the felines of fury and free the town? 
Hula led the way from hiding spot to hiding spot, dodging guards and sometimes waiting for a long time between running spurts. Their adrenaline was surging. Their hearts were beating super fast. Their senses were on high alert. It took almost an hour for them to finally reach Pickle Park, but when they got there, it was like the felines of fury were nowhere to be found. Where is everybody? It's like there's cats everywhere in the city except for here. I think they checked everything out and didn't think it was worth guarding at all. Ha! Lucky for us. Hula led the way to the tool shed. She opened up the door and they all went inside. Uh, so this is the rebel base? Not much. Can Chip even fit in here? No, this isn't the rebel base, said Hula as she stooped and lifted up a secret trap door in the floor. This is the rebel base? Whoa! Awesome! Koozie and Rabbit peered through the secret door and saw a room filled with tables, ropes, computers, and enough chairs to seat 20 people. Except the only people down there were Chip the Bear and Druzy Bob. Whoa, Druzy's here too? Yep, replied Hula as she started making her way down the ladder. He was the one who alerted Chip and I. What do you mean? Well, Druzy got a little suspicious of all these cats hanging around his bakery. But it wasn't until he saw one of the cats driving a truck that he knew something was wrong. Cats driving trucks? That's weird. I know. That's when he called me to tell me that there's something weird was happening. I happened to be trimming some trees with Chip when he called. And while we were on the phone, I heard a loud noise and a big explosion. Whoa! Druzy told us to stay where we were. He mentioned something about cats taking over the world. And then the line went dead. Oh my goodness. Did he make it out of there okay? Did I make it out of there okay? Druzy! Hey, it's good to see you guys. So, Druzy, did you make it out okay? What's up, Chip? Any news? Are you guys ignoring me on purpose? Dude, Rabbit, Druzy's fine. He's literally right here. So, he's fine. You're all right, Druzy? Uh, yeah. I'm good, yo. Oh, phew. I thought maybe you got captured by those crazy cats. Everyone looked around at Rabbit, wondering why he would think that Druzy Bob was captured even though he was standing right in front of them. Right, Koozie and I are alright now, but we got captured, and then Hula busted us out. I was just wondering if that happened with Druzy as well. Oh, that's why you kept on asking that. I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah, it wasn't easy navigating my way through those cats and making my way here, but I didn't get captured. That's a relief. But those cats took over my bakery like they wanted it for something. Wanted it for something? What would a bunch of cats want with a bakery? Well, duh, all the donuts. Everyone looked at Koozie. What, that's why I would take over a bakery? Anyways, Chip, any news? Nothing much, Hula. Just a lot of the same stuff. Those cats sure like their cables, though. Hmm, cables and sweets. What are these crazy cats up to? I don't know, but when they took over my bakery, I heard them talking about a tree of death or something. The death tree? Yeah, Bungie said something about a death tree, remember? Oh yeah. Wait, Bungie, what are you talking about? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Bungie is the reason why we got captured. She's the reason why this whole town is being taken over. What? Yeah, apparently she wanted Koozie to take her home so she can learn our secrets and use the information against us. Oh man, 
So she was with the furious felines this whole time? Sorry, Koozie. That really stinks. Yeah, I still can't believe she would turn against me like that. And I thought we were best buds. Well, hey, we can cry over Bungie later. Right now, we need to take back our city. What's the plan? Everyone got their head back in the game, and they all started talking about ideas and suggestions of how they would get back the city from the felines of fury. Meanwhile, the leaders of the furious felines were making their own plans. How could they have escaped? Said Emperor Palpaflees angrily. We had the whole place surrounded. There's no way they could have broken in. Said the Claw Trooper. Obviously they didn't walk out the front door. Do you think they can walk through walls? What? Of course not. It's like in that movie X-Cats. When there's that girl that walks right through stuff. That is ridiculous. Why am I even talking to you? You asked me how the prisoners escaped. Oh yeah, that's right. And you seemed pretty angry about it. I am angry about it. Because they escaped, right? God, take this Claw Trooper away and shave his whiskers. As a reason for Papa Fleas. No, not my whiskers. Not my beautiful whiskers. The horror. The dreadfully painful horror. Would you be quiet? I already cut them off. You did? Yeah. Oh, wow. That wasn't so bad. Well, duh. It's like getting a haircut. But I've never gotten a haircut. You've never gotten a haircut? I never got around to it. All right. Well, it just seems kind of weird. I don't know why you always have to be judging me because I don't believe in haircuts. Dude, I got a guy that'll treat you real nice. His paws are soft, and he actually clips his nails so he doesn't poke you. Oh, interesting. I've heard of cats doing that. Yeah, it's super nice. He also does milk baths and cat yoga. You know, I've been wanting to work on my figure. Are you two quite finished with your fantastical discussion of feline hygiene because I'm trying to take over the world here? Oh, sorry. Ow, my whiskers! My whiskers are gone! My beautiful whiskers! Take him away! As you wish, Emperor Palpatine. Oh, my wonderfully soft whiskers! Psst. Hey, so tell me, really, how do I look? Oh, it's not that bad. Those things will go back in a few weeks. Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh no, my whiskers are gone! The horror! The horror! Finally! That guy is so dramatically annoying. Darth Meow! Get over here! Yes, my master! Where is Jade Bungie? She's assembling a search party for the remaining people in the city. Good, good. I have a task for her. Tell her to investigate the prison break with her own eyes. Cozy and Rabbit were no priority targets, but someone obviously took great measures to break them out. Once we know their exit point, hopefully we can track them back to where they are hiding. Lord, don't you think if they escaped, they would have simply run to another city? I'm beginning to think there is something more to this, Cozy George. He pretends to not know very much, but that may only be because he's hiding something. Yes, my master. And what are your instructions for me? We need to advance the plan to phase three. Phase three? Isn't it a bit early for that? If we can draw out Koozie and his friends, we can capture them before they cause too much trouble. What trouble can they cause? They don't know anything about the death tree or the bakery. And we must keep it that way. But if we are to draw them out, we must tip our hand just a little bit. Tip our hand? Yes, it's a card playing term. Why are we 
I mean, to tip your hand is to reveal a secret. You want to reveal our secret? Keep your pants on, Fuzzy Britches. I'm not going to reveal all our secrets. But showing a little bit could draw out our enemy enough so we can put an end to their pathetic rebellion. <laughs> we will show them the death tree. Wait, no. The death tree is the key to taking over this whole city and all the other cities nearby. Not the real death tree, of course. Oh, I get it. Wait, I don't get it. We show them a fake death tree. But how are we going to do that? We gather half of our forces and set a guard around another tree in town. Another tree? Another tree. Not the death tree. Another tree. Another tree? Will you stop repeating after me? Sorry. And back at the real death tree, we make it look like everything is normal and nothing is going on. Oh, I get it. Right? That's a good plan. That's a great plan, Your Highness. The workers have already placed the cables at the real death tree so they can work inside the building to make it look like nothing is going on. Perfect. But what if Koozie and his friends don't believe the fake death tree? Hmm, that is a good question. Oh, maybe we can make a sign that says death tree and put it right in front of the fake death tree. Really? That's your plan? Uh, yes. I love it. It's perfect. It's so evil. I know. It's like we're lying about which tree is the death tree. <laughs> we're so evil. We're the evilest. No, not the evilest. Oh, we're not the evilest? Well, yes, of course we are, but the proper way to say it is we are the most evil. Ah, the most evil. <laughs> we are the most evil. The most evil. <laughs> <laughs> So the felines of fury got to work gathering their troops to guard a fake death tree. They made a giant sign that said, Death Tree, and put it right in front of it. They almost put another sign in front of the real death tree that said, Not the death tree, but they decided that that would be too obvious. Back at the rebel base, the gang was finishing up their plans to find out what the felines of fury are up to. Okay, so Hula and I will sneak around and see what's up with this death tree and what sort of connection it has with Bobby's bakery, said Koozie. Rabbit and Chip, you monitor the radios and see if we can pick up any chatter. And hopefully by tomorrow, we can launch a rescue mission to get more good guys free from prison, said Rabbit. But suddenly, there was a big crash upstairs. Whoa, what was that? That sounded like an explosion. Everybody feared that the felines were getting close to finding out the rebel base. Koozie, Rabbit, Druzy, Chip, and Hula all looked around in fear. How were they going to get out of there? There was no other way down the secret storage area except for the floorboards under the tool shed. But it sounded like the cats were right on top of them. The five friends could only hope and pray that the cats wouldn't be able to find their hideout. But just in case, they grabbed some shovels and a few squirt guns to protect themselves if they had to. Squirt guns? Asked Koozie. Yep, cats hate water, answered Hula. Two squirt guns with these bad boys, and those cats go down like a popped balloon, said Druzy Bob. How do you think I escaped from my bakery when they took it over? Everybody quieted down. It sounds like they're inside the tool shed, whispered Rabbit. Oh no, said Koozie. Oh gosh, this place is such a mess. 
Where's that trap door? Hey, that sounds like... Hey, what's up, you guys? Breaking Break in! Whoa, how'd you find us? There's no time for that. They may have spotted my truck on my way over here. We have to move out quick! Let's pack up the squirt guns and the rest of the supplies, and let's bounce! We can drive outside the city and live in the woods for as long as we can! Wait, guys, I think I have a better idea. Breaker Dan quickly told them the outline to a pretty radical plan. It was bold. It was dangerous. It smelled like a feet factory. Wait, that's not right. It smelled like sweet victory. There we go. Five minutes later, there was a rumble in the little tool shed. Suddenly, the door burst open in slow motion as the six epic heroes emerged. Koozie George came out first with a squirt gun in each hand and another one strung over his shoulder. Breaker Dan came out holding a sling full of water balloons and a checkered bandana around his forehead. Hula Cats had her black hoodie on as she carried her fighting staff out in front of her. Chip the Bear had a squirt gun rifle on his back and six water balloons strapped to his vest. Rabbit Sebastian was carrying a squirt gun in one hand and the other hand was strung up a super long water hose with a trigger nozzle. Druzy Bob had all the snacks plus a few squirt guns of his own. Everybody had their own radio clipped to their belts. They looked like they meant business. Like, mess you up cause I'm taking back my city kind of business. Those felines of fury are gonna have a hard time stopping these guys. Those felines of fury are gonna have a hard time stopping these guys. They all climbed into the back of Breaker Dan's truck. Uh, aren't you gonna sit in the front, Breaker Dan? But the narrator dude said we all jumped in the back. Well, that narrator dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Who's gonna drive the truck if we're all in the back? That's a good point. So they all climbed into the back of Breaker Dan's truck, except for Breaker Dan, of course. He jumped in the driver's seat so he could drive. Hold on to something, shouted Breaker Dan as he started the engine and stomped on the gas pedal. Over at Bobby's Bakery, the Claw Troopers were busy with all their guarding duties. Boring, said one Claw Trooper. I know, right? Said the other one. Why don't we get any cool stuff to do? Exactly. We try just as hard as everybody else, but no. We get stuck here guarding some bakery for no reason. Everybody else gets all the fun. I wish we could get our hands dirty with some awesomeness. Yeah, let me at those bad guys and I'll give them a furball right in the face. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Whoa, what's that? Just then, a green truck came blaring around the corner and started heading straight for the bakery. Holy hairballs! That's the guy that escaped the bakery! But who are those other guys? Hey, 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 yeah! Yeehaw! Woohoo! Koozie, Hula, and Rabbit jumped out of the back of the truck and rolled to a ready stance. Breaker Dan was screaming out of his window. Oh, yeah! And Chip and Druzy Bob were busy squirting their guns all over the place. Ah, I'm hit! I'm hit! Come in, Commander! We're being overrun! Send in reinforcements! Ah! The two claw troopers opened up fire at the truck, but they were going too crazy to hit anything. All the commotion triggered all the claw troopers on the inside of the bakery, and they all poured out of the front doors! Hula, Koozie, and Rabbit stole behind a nearby car and hid beneath it as the claw troopers burst out with their furball guns blazing. I'll take you all down! Yelled Chip as he lifted up his water rifle. Come and get it! Fall back! The big one is too powerful! 
The Claw Troopers continued firing their weapons as Breaker Dan finally stopped the truck and stepped out to join the battle. Hey, how do you like them apples? Screamed Breaker Dan as he began launching water balloons. What is this treachery? They've all gone mad. As Chip and Breaker Dan caused all the commotion, Druzy Bob came running out from behind the back of the truck. He was carrying 50 water balloons in his arms and was running straight towards the clump of troopers surrounding his bakery. Go get him, Drozy! You can do it! Nobody takes over my bakery! The heroes shouted their epic war cries as the sun shone down on their glorious glory. The claw troopers never saw anything like it in their lives. The faces of the heroes were truly terrible to behold. So fierce was their gaze that some of the claw troopers had to shield their sensitive eyes. Ah, my sensitive eyes! And then Druzy Bob leapt up like a slender gazelle of the mountains. He floated through the air as graceful and as terrible as an eagle descending on its prey. He was hit four times by the weapons of the enemy, but still he pressed on. His screams drowned out every other noise in the whole area. Druzy released the water balloons as he landed and tucked himself on the side of a parked car. The balloons rained down on those poor felines as they endured the wrath of Druzy Bob. And then suddenly, it was all over. We did it! All right, baby! Oh, yeah! Wow, it worked! The plan totally worked! Said Rabbit as he climbed out from underneath the car. Hey, Rabbit, what are you doing? Get back here! Said Hula quickly, but it was too late. Just as soon as Hula stopped talking, there was a loud rumble. Two catmobiles rounded the corner and came straight towards them. Chip, Drewsy, jump in! Let's take these boys on a ride! Yelled Breaker Dan as he jumped into the driver's seat of the truck. Chip the Bear and Druzy Bob climbed into the truck bed while hooting and hollering. Come on, you guys. Come and get us if you can. Neener, neener, neener. You can't get us. Stop in the name of the Emperor. All right, Breaker Dan. Let's hit it. Hold on to something. Yelled Breaker Dan as he slammed the gas pedal down and the truck peeled out. called out the driver of the first Catmobile as both of the enemy vehicles sped away to chase after Breaker Dan's truck, leaving Bobby's bakery wide open for Hula, Koozie, and Rabbit. Hey, it worked! They all went after the truck, whispered Koozie. Okay, we'll just sit tight for a few more minutes to make sure the coast is clear, began Hula, but she never finished her sentence. The plan was always to have Breaker Dan, Chip the Bear, and Druzy Bob draw all the claw troopers away from the bakery by driving away in the truck. But they never anticipated a third Catmobile to arrive. It all happened so fast that Rabbit didn't have time to climb back underneath the car and hide with Koozie and Hula. Rabbit froze. He knew he couldn't give away the hiding spot where Hula and Koozie were. He knew what he had to do. Hey there, kitty kitty, yelled Rabbit as he started running away from the car. You want to play? You there, halt. Come on, kitty kitty. After him. Hey, kitty. Whoa, kitty. You're a fast little kitty, yelled Rabbit as he tried to run away from the claw troopers. Ha, watcha, skidah. Koozie and Hula watched as Rabbit continually dodged the claw troopers as they tried to catch him. Catch me if you can, little kitty. Ha ha, too slow. Coochie coochie coo. 
Hula and Koozie thought that maybe Rabbit could just juke his way out of this one and actually make it out to safety. But suddenly, out of nowhere, a giant net came flying over right on top of Rabbit, knocking him down and trapping him inside. The Claw Troopers surrounded Rabbit and held their furball guns up. Hold your fire, said a familiar voice. It was Darth Meow. Take this one back to headquarters, alive and unspoiled. I believe my master has a few questions for you. The Claw Troopers handcuffed Rabbit and shoved him into the back of the Catmobile. You three, secure the bakery until we send more troopers, said Darth Meow. Don't let anyone come near this place. Yes, Darth Meow. Koozie heard some footsteps and some muffled voices before the Catmobile started up and drove off. It was quiet, and they were all alone hiding underneath a car right in front of Bobby's bakery with three claw troopers standing guard. Yes, Darth Meow, as you wish, Darth Meow. I love you so much, Darth Meow, said one claw trooper. Cut it out, I didn't say that, said a second trooper. You didn't have to. You can read it all over your silly face, said a third trooper. Darth Meow, you're my hero. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. So what? I didn't hear you guys speak up. What are you, afraid? I ain't afraid of nothing. Yeah, except tiny little spiders. <laughs> hey, that was a black widow. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Everybody knows you have to leave those guys alone. Yeah, but nobody said you had to run away screaming. Yeah, you figured that out by yourself. I wasn't screaming. I was alerting everybody to the danger. Ha <laughs> yeah, right. Scaredy cat, scaredy cat, sitting in a tree. Hey, don't you dare. Or else what? Or else I'll scratch your face off. Whatever. Yeah, right. Hey, don't push me. Don't you tell me what to do. Hey, both of you, calm down. You stay out of this. Hey, get your paws off me. Stop that. You started it. I did not. You did too. I did not. You did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. Did too. Did not. Quiet. There was a short pause. The three claw troopers just stood there staring at each other. Koozie and Hula were scared stiff as they lay as still and as quiet as they possibly could. These were the worst kind of claw troopers they've ever come across. These claw troopers were in a bad mood. Come on, guys. We're better than this. Darth Meow gave us a special mission to secure the bakery until more troops arrive. Okay, fine. I'm cool. I'm cool. You? I'm cool, too. Okay, we're cool. We're all cool. We'll just settle down and secure the bakery. Right, secure the bakery. So, uh, do you guys know what's so important about this bakery? Beats me. What, you guys don't know? I don't know anything. You never know anything. What is it? Why is this place so important? Wow, am I the only one who pays attention during the briefings? Okay, fine, fine. You're so much smarter than us. What is it? The bakery is the key to this whole operation. I thought the death tree was the key. Excuse me? I'm talking here. Sorry. The death tree is important, but not as important as this bakery. You see, the Emperor and his scientists have discovered a way to cause massive amounts of people to fall asleep on command. Fall asleep on command? That's nothing. I do that like every day. Nobody cares about your sleep cycle. And I'm not talking about just one person. I'm talking about entire cities. Whoa. Entire cities? I know. 
Imagine being able to make an entire city fall asleep. That is one giant lullaby. Wow. Well, why didn't we do that with this city? Are you serious? What? Do you want me to smack you? Hey, I'm just asking. It's like you don't listen to anything. Gosh. We didn't do it with this city because the gear is not set up yet. You can't fire the death tree when nobody's been activated. You can't? No! Hey, why do we call it the death tree if it's only supposed to make people fall asleep? Yeah, we should call it the sleepy tree. Or good night tree. I think I read a book about that once. Very effective. It's the death tree. End of discussion. But the tree doesn't work without the catalyst. Hey, look who woke up for the meeting. Yes. The catalyst must be active for the death tree pulses to be effective. But what's the catalyst? That's where the bakery comes in. This place uses a ton of sugar. The scientists found a way to change the molecular structure of sugar so that whenever people eat the sugar from this place, they are activated for the effects of the death tree. So what does that mean? It means that everyone else in this town has already been exposed to the sugar. We're just waiting for the death tree to be ready to fire. And then everybody goes nighty-night. Oh yeah, baby. And when everybody goes nighty-night, we, um, we get to put them to bed? Are you serious? No. We're going to put them in cages. Oh yeah, cages. That's right. Ha <laughs> I love it when we get to put people in cages. And when they wake up from their cages, they'll be fuzzy little carpets. <laughs> I love carpets. Carpets are the best. Fireball. <laughs> Kuzi and Hula were quiet as could be, listening to as much information as they could. And do you know what? They heard a lot of information and learned a whole lot about what those felines of fury were up to. They also were laying there so long underneath the car that Kuzi fell asleep. At least he wasn't snoring and making noise. Hula elbowed him to wake him up. Hmm, we have to get out of here and let everyone know the feline's evil plan, thought Hula Cats to herself. Hmm, we have to get out of here and rescue Rabbit, thought Koozie to himself. The two friends waited for the opportune moment to finally escape. Meanwhile, Rabbit Sebastian was having a hard time getting comfortable in a maximum security cell. For the felines of fury, maximum security meant a whole bunch of claw troopers guarding the cage. And if you know anything about cages, you can see right through them. So basically, Rabbit was stuck in a cell with like 20 pairs of eyes staring back at him. Don't you guys have something better to do? Oh, we all have something better to do. But we're supposed to be here watching you. Yeah, thanks a lot. You're welcome. I didn't really want to be captured in the first place. Well, too bad. We captured you. But do you really have to be standing right outside the cage staring at me? We were told to make sure you don't escape. Yeah, you got out of here last time, and we're not going to let that happen again. Could you at least turn around and look somewhere else? What, so we can't see you and you can escape again? How am I supposed to escape from here? Besides, if someone tries to come and get me, and you guys are all looking at me, you're going to let my friends sneak right up on you? Hmm, that's a good point. I never thought of it like that. It's pretty boring staring at just one person in a cage. It'll be fun to look around in different directions. Okay, so on three, we're all turn around, right? You guys want me to count for you? Oh, that would be great. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, here we go. One, two, three. And all the cats turned around. Oh man, this is so much better. 
I get to turn my head and look at different places. This is a maximum security guard's dream right here. So much else to see out here. Well, glad I can help. Who said that? Dude, that was the prisoner. Are you sure? I didn't see anything. Of course it was him, duh. Yeah, it was totally me. There's that voice again. I'm telling you, it's the prisoner. But I didn't see anything. So now, Rabbit was having a harder time getting comfortable in his maximum security cell. Instead of 20 pairs of eyes looking at him, now he had 20 fuzzy tails to look at. And what's more, the guards couldn't stop arguing. Maybe I should have just left them alone in the first place, Rabbit thought to himself. But at least now I can relax a little bit without everyone staring at me. Have you ever had a bunch of cats staring at you for a long time? Yeah, it doesn't feel very good. I wonder if that's how fish feel inside of their tanks? Whoa, that kind of sounds like fish driving around in tanks ready to blow up stuff. Maybe the story should have been called The Fish of Fury. Okay, okay, I'm getting sidetracked. Back to the story. While Rabbit Sebastian was trying to work things out with his maximum security claw trooper guards, Darth Meow and Emperor Palpafleas were busy discussing their plans with Jade Bungie. Have you found out anything from the prisoner? No, my lord. He is resilient to our methods of persuasion. He was carrying the squirt gun and a radio. <sighs> a radio. Perhaps this will come in handy in the future. Lord, if I may, this rabbit Sebastian was found right outside the bakery. His friends attacked the bakery, so we must assume they know about the catalyst. What are you saying? That we should postpone our plans? Not postpone, simply delay. That's literally the same thing, dude. Okay, fine, postpone. But what if the rebels are close to stopping us? We should regroup and launch a full-scale counterattack. <laughs> are you serious? They have one truck currently being chased by two of our catmobiles, and their captain, Rabbit Sebastian, is locked in a cage. Who are we supposed to launch an attack on? There could be more of them. I find that very hard to believe. Jake Bungie, what do you think? My lord, I find it very unlikely that so many of them have evaded capture, and less likely that they are banding together so effectively. You see that now? These rebels are peasants. Peasants, I tell you. They are not trained soldiers. Their one truck will soon run out of gas and will capture all of them. And this rabbit Sebastian will eventually give up any other information that he might have. It's over for them. We've already won. <laughs> Just then, back over at Bobby's Bakery, the Claw Troopers outside decided that it would be much more comfortable to stand guard over the bakery if they were sitting down. Come on, aren't you guys tired of just standing here? But we're supposed to stand here. No, no, we're supposed to be guarding the bakery. Nobody said we have to stand up to do it. Okay, well, where can we sit down? I saw some chairs inside the bakery. Let's go bring them out. But shouldn't we stay out here? For what? Nobody's coming. Come on, we'll be back in like two seconds. All right, whatever. Hula quickly reached over to Koozie and put her finger up to her lips to signal to stay quiet. With the claw troopers going inside for a minute, she had only seconds to do something before they came back outside. She quickly grabbed her radio, turned down the volume, and brought it up to her mouth. Chick. Breaker Dan! Come in, Breaker Dan! You need to drive by the bakery again! She whispered. Breaker Dan! Do you read me? Yeah, I read you. I'll be there in two minutes. Hey, guess what? We found the death tree of theirs. It's over at Pickle Park. There's a big sign in front of it. 
Hula quickly turned off the radio. The claw troopers had just opened the bakery door as they came back outside with their chairs. Okay, here we go. Yep, this was a good idea. See, I told you guys, sitting down while guarding is way better than standing up. Oh yeah, so much better. I could maybe even take a nap. The other claw troopers looked at him. I mean, no, not a nap. I knew that. Come on, guys. We'll keep our eyes peeled for sure, but at least we're sitting down. We're going to be here for a long time, and it's going to be pretty boring. Just then, they heard some hooting and hollering down the street as a green truck came into view. The three claw troopers stood up quickly and held up their weapons. As soon as the green truck was close enough, they started firing their furball guns. Hey, come and get us! Suddenly, two catmobiles came screeching down the street in hot pursuit, and all three vehicles sped away faster than you can say a wannabe wallaby ought to be tall like me. Yup, boom, they're gone. Whoa, boom, they gone. Eh, whatever. Back to relaxing. The three claw troopers sat back in their chairs without a clue about what had actually happened. Hula Cats and Koozie George had slipped quickly and quietly out from under the car they were hiding under and managed to make it around the corner without being spotted. We did it, whispered Hula. Yep, now what? asked Koozie. Well, we have to go find that death tree and destroy it. It was a good thing Breaker Dan had told them where the death tree was. All they had to do was make it back. To Pickle Park. Meanwhile, Breaker Dan, Chip the Bear, and Drewsy Bob were getting a little tired of being chased around all day. They hadn't realized that when you are the bait for the bad guys, it means they have to chase you. And they didn't really have another plan besides just keep on driving and trying to get away. Golly jeepers! There's no shaking these guys! shouted Breaker Dan. Maybe we can try losing them in the forest! suggested Chip. Hey, that's a good idea! said Drewsy Bob. Well, that would be a good idea, said Breaker Dan. There's just one problem. What's that? We're running low on gas. I don't think we even have enough to make it to the forest. Oh, no. The three friends started to get a little bit worried about how this was all going to turn out. If they ran out of gas, the felines of fury would capture them and throw them in cages. Boy, I hope Hula and Koozie find a way to stop these guys, thought Breaker Dan to himself. In fact, speaking of Koozie George and Hula Cats, they were getting closer to stopping the felines of fury. They had managed to navigate their way through the back streets of the city without being spotted. Now they were only a couple of blocks away from Pickle Park and the Death Tree. What are we going to do when we find the Death Tree? asked Koozie. I've been trying to wrap my head around that for a long time now, replied Hula. It seems the cats have already activated everyone in town with the catalyst from Bobby's Bakery. Now all they need to do is turn on the death tree to make everyone fall asleep. Goodness, if only I would have known that all those donuts would be my downfall. Oh, come on, Koozie, don't beat yourself up about it. There's no way you would have known about those crazy cats' evil plan. Oh, I'm not thinking about whether or not I would have known. I'm thinking about whether or not I still would have had a donut, even though it's poisonous. Wait. You would still eat a donut, even though you know it's bad for you? These are donuts, Hula. Donuts! They're the kryptonite of my existence. I could only hope that one of you would have stopped me if I was offered a contaminated donut. Yep, I knew it. What? There's something definitely wrong with you. Hey, there's nothing wrong with my love for donuts. They're the most beautiful thing in God's beautiful creation. What about sunsets? 
Uh, donuts are better. What about the forest? Oh, donuts are way better. What about horses galloping on the plains? What about eagles soaring through the skies? What about the stars? What about the ocean waves? What about rainbows, Koozie? Did you ever think about those flippin' awesome rainbows? Hula, hula, hula. Picture this. You are sitting on a bench enjoying all of those beautiful things. Uh, okay. And now picture the exact same sight, except you have a donut in your hand. It's better, right? Well, yeah. So if adding a donut to any of those things makes it better, donuts must be better. I'm not sure that's how it works. Okay, shh. We're coming up on Pickle Park. Koozie and Hula crouched down behind some of the bushes on the outskirts of the park. Despite what they had just seen earlier that day, the park was crowded with lines and rows of claw troopers. Whoa, where did all these guys come from? I know, they weren't here this morning. Hey, look, that tree has a big old sign in front of it. The death tree. Wow, is that it? I guess that is the death tree. But it seems too obvious. Like they want us to think it's the death tree. But why would they want us to think that's the death tree? So we can lay you in and capture you. Koozie and Hula spun around as fast as they could. There, standing in front of them, was Darth Meow himself. He had a long, crooked sword in his right paw and a cold, sinister smile on his face. So we meet again, Koozie. <laughs> Don't look so surprised. Your tiny little brains are no match for our evil plans. Wait, no! How did you- Oh, uh, no! What? How did you- <laughs> I heard you talk with your friend over the radio. Run, Koozie! Shouted Hula as she tried to run away. Not so fast! Said Darth Meow as he motioned with his paw, and thirty claw troopers came out from their hiding places and surrounded them. I think you should stay for this next part. Why? So you can make us fall asleep and turn us into carpets? Actually, that's exactly what it is. Golly japers, what is it with these cats and their carpets? Carpets are the most amazing things in the world. Donuts are the most amazing thing in the world. Don't you get sweet with me. Donuts are not even on the same level with carpets. What about catnip? What about you stop asking annoying questions and let's finish this? Darth Meow raised the sword and pointed it straight at Koozie. Koozie, you have been the target of all of our struggles. It ends now. What, you're going to have all your pretty little claw troopers tackle me like they tackled my friend? Oh, I don't need their help this time. It's just you and me and my Fang Saber. Fang Saber? Darth Meow held up his crooked sword. This right here, this thing in my hand. The sword? The sword. How dare you? This is not merely a sword. It is a fang saber. The bringer of death and destruction. It's just a crooked sword, dude. You're a crooked sword. Hey, that's not very nice. Oh, I'll show you not very nice. Try this on for not very nice. Darth Meow lunged forward with his fang saber straight towards Koozie. Koozie was ready for it and jumped quickly out of the way. Frustrated, Darth Meow flung himself around and twisted his sword back and forth at Koozie. Koozie almost got his sweet cheeks shaved off a bit. Whoa, I've got to move faster than that, he thought to himself. Three claw troopers came and held Hula back from the fight. Oh, come now, Koozie. Surely a brave soldier like yourself won't run away from a fight. I've got my own methods of achieving victory. La, 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 whatever. I can't hear you. 
I said I have my own methods. Darth Meow stabbed a sword at Koozie while he was still talking. Koozie had just enough time to spin his body clear of the blade as Darth Meow continued moving forward. Koozie let his arms swing out and bump Darth Meow on his back, making him stumble forward and almost collapse. Ha! How do you like them apples? Darth Meow did not seem to like those apples at all. He gave a sort of hiss and a snarl and attacked Koozie again with his crooked fang saber. Koozie leapt from side to side, dodging each blow from the deadly weapon. Each time, Darth Meow became more and more angry. Stop that! All your jumping around is making me more and more angry. With all of his jumping around, Koozie was losing energy. He had to think of a way to get out of this. Hula Cat struggled against the guards. Come on, Koozie, you can do it! Darth Meow began spinning his sword around and around as he walked straight towards Koozie. There was no way Koozie can jump out of the way of this one. Koozie backed up to avoid the blade as Darth Meow came closer and closer. Koozie started to hop back and forth and try to fake his way out, but Darth Meow just continued closing the gap between them. Finally, Darth Meow held his fang saber tightly in his hand and spun his body around while swinging his sword wildly around him. It was a fantastic display and Koozie was no match for it and could only keep stepping backwards away from the Dark Lord. Darth Meow completed a sequence of moves with a jumping, spinning kick towards Koozie, which caught Koozie square in the chest. Ugh! Koozie was only concerned with dodging the sword and wasn't expecting a kick. Koozie lost his balance and fell backwards on the cold, hard concrete. No! Koozie! Get up! Get up! But it was too late. Koozie tried to push himself backwards on the ground, but he had lost all momentum. It was no use. It's over, Koozie. You've lost, said Darth Meow as his dark figure towered over Koozie. Let this Spain saber be a lesson for you and every single one of your rebel friends. The felines of fury are not to be trifled with. We are on the path to glorious victory, and nothing will stand in our way. Darth Meow lifted his fang saber high above his head and prepared to bring the final blow down on poor little Koozie. Hula watched helplessly with horror. Koozie lifted up his hands to cover his face from the certain doom and waited for the blade to strike. But the fang saber never found its target. Instead, there was a loud clang as Darth Meow's fang saber was met by another fang saber. It was Bungie! What? Jay Bungie, how dare you interfere with my revenge? This is no revenge. This is a turning point. You and all your furious feline friends are going down. And what? No, you can't. Jade Bungie swung her sword and spun around with excellent precision as Darth Meow struggled to block each attack. All of the Claw Troopers were so shocked at what had just happened that Hula Katz was able to break free and help Koozie to his feet. Koozie, Hula, follow me yelled Bungie as she performed the most stunning spinning jump kick right at Darth Meow and knocked the wind out of him as he collapsed to the ground. Bungie charged the nearest group of claw troopers as they instinctively lowered their weapons and held their hands up in surrender, allowing Bungie, Koozie, and Hula to escape. Bungie, you saved my life! We are eternally grateful! There's no time for that! Quick, get to the catmobile! We have to get clear of this area and head over to the real death tree! The three of them made a break for the nearest Catmobile. Wait, the real death tree? I knew it! The sign was just too obvious in front of this other tree. It was part of Emperor Palpatine's evil plan to present a fake death tree to draw you out and capture you. Ha! What a silly plan. Well, hey, Koozie, that silly plan actually worked. We would have been totally captured if it hadn't been for Bungie. Oh, yeah. Hey, 
Why are you helping us, Bungie? They all reached the Catmobile and piled in. Wait, aren't you going to drive? Oh, I'll be the one driving, thank you very much. Rabbit! What are you doing here, man? What is happening right now? How'd you bust out of prison, Rabbit? Did you go through the vents again? We'll explain on the way. We gotta get out of here. Darth Meow and the Claw Troopers were finally getting a grip of what exactly was happening, and they got up to begin their pursuit. I never wanted any of this to happen, said Bungie as they sped away. I first learned about Emperor Palpafleas and the Felines of Fury about three months ago. I didn't like what they were planning, but I didn't see any other way to stop them. So you joined them? I did what I could from the inside to stop their evil plans. You captured us! You threw me in a cage! How do you think you escaped? Who first told you about the Death Tree? Who has been working tirelessly to spoil these evil plans and bring peace to the city once again? Uh, did you do all that? Yes! I waited until the last moment to reveal my true allegiance. I couldn't let them destroy you, Koozie. Yeah, Bungie's the one who busted me out of prison. It took a little time for me to trust her. I thought it was just another evil plan to get me to talk about my rebel friends. Aw, oh, Bungie! That's my girl! We have to be fast! I have spent a lot of time underground cutting off the roots of the Death Tree. Emperor Palpafleece has no idea what I've been doing. All we need to do is ram the tree super hard, and it should collapse. Oh, sweet! That's perfect! We could just crash into it with this thing! Exactly! Oh, so I'm crashing this thing now? Koozie, Hula, Bungie, and Rabbit drove as fast as they could towards the real Death Tree. They had to hurry before the Felines of Fury turned it on and put everyone in town to sleep and turned everyone into carpets! Koozie looked behind them and could see Darth Meow and the other Claw Troopers struggling to keep up in their Catmobile. They weren't that far behind. Step on it, Rabbit! Darth Meow is right behind us! Rabbit stomped on the gas pedal and they lunged forward. Whoa, hold on, everybody! yelled Rabbit as he started swerving from side to side. As they got closer to the Death Tree, there were more and more Claw Troopers blocking the way. Emperor Palpafleas must have been alerted to us. We have to move quickly. We are moving quickly. It doesn't get much quicker than this. Rabbit continued speeding around obstacles and avoiding Claw Troopers. He was actually driving super good. Finally, they burst into an open field and Bungie pointed to the tallest tree in the area. There it is. You mean the one with all the cables going to it? Yeah, that one. All right, everybody, hold on tight. This is going to get bumpy. The Catmobile jerked and bounced and swerved. Hula Cats almost flew out if Koozie hadn't reached out and grabbed her. They had just a hundred more feet to go before they crashed right into the tree. All right, we have about ten seconds before we crash. Get ready to jump! What? Come on, Koozie. Do you really want to be in the car when it smacks into the tree? I don't think I even want to be in the car at all right now. It's the only way to bring down the death tree. On the count of three, we have to jump. Try and tuck your arms and legs in and just roll with it. Koozie looked over at the ground, moving so fast outside the vehicle. Yeah, right. Just roll with it. One, two, three. Whoa! <laughs> Rabbit, Bungie, and Hula all jumped out of the Catmobile and rolled violently on the grass. Koozie didn't jump on three like everybody else did. Koozie, jump! yelled Rabbit. Come on! yelled Hula. Oh, this is a bad idea! yelled Koozie as he jumped out at the last second and rolled onto the grass right next to the death tree. There was a giant crash, followed by deep groaning cracks. The death tree started to sway back and forth. Darth Meow pulled up in his Catmobile and saw the tree moving side to side. No! No! But then it stopped and everything quieted down. 
What? No, it didn't work. The car wasn't big enough. But what's bigger than a car? Rabbit turned and looked at Hula. They both had the same idea at the exact same time. A, a truck. truck, they both said. Where's the radio? Yelled Rabbit as he looked around. It must still be in the Catmobile. Koozie, get the radio and call Breaker Dan. What? Why? Just do it, Koozie, yelled Rabbit as he turned around to find a whole army of claw troopers marching towards them. Hey, guys, we have to give Koozie a chance. Rabbit, Hula, and Bungie turned towards the claw troopers. It was three against more than a hundred. We're outmatched. The odds of us defeating them is more than a hundred to one. Never tell me the odds. But we can't win. We don't have to win. We just have to buy our friends some time. Koozie reached the truck and looked around for the radio. Oh, there it is. He said as he reached out and grabbed it. Come in, Breaker Dan, come in. This is Koozie. <laughs> Koozie George, so we meet again said a sinister voice on the other side. Hey, Emperor Palpitsies, get off the radio! Koozie, is that you? Breaker Dan! No, it's not! Don't listen to him! Breaker Dan, you have to come and get us! We're at the corner of 4th and Broadway! No, keep coming! Get back in there! 4th and Broadway? What's over there? The real Death Tree! We have to destroy it! The real Death Tree? Those evil cats! They were lying about which Death Tree is the real one! <laughs> you are no match for my evilness! Well, what are we supposed to do when we get there? You have to crash into the tree with your truck. My truck? What? Don't do it, Breaker Dan. You love your truck. Not my truck. Not my beautiful truck. You have to, Breaker Dan. It's the only way to stop the felines of fury. No, no, no. You can't stop us. You won't stop us. We're on our way, Koozie. Don't now. Put dog now on the radio. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. What? I order you to put dog now on the radio. I need to tell them how to stop you guys. <laughs> you can't stop us. You won't stop us. Hey, you can't copy me. I just said that. You can't copy me. I just said that. Meanwhile, Rabbit, Hula, and Bungie were busy with the army of claw troopers. Come and get it, sweetie pants. Hey, I'm not a sweetie pants. Neener, neener, neener. Hey, you, get back here. Huh, yeah, take that yelled Bungie as she used her fang saber to block all of their furballs. The three friends kept moving and dodging the claw troopers, causing them to be confused about where to fight and what to do. Hey guys, it's working! Any minute now we need to clear a path for Breaker Dan! I'm not sure how much longer we can last! We have to last! We have to make this work! Ah! Just then, Darth Meow came up from behind Koozie and grabbed the radio out of his hands. Hey, that's mine! said Darth Meow as he pressed the talk button on the radio. My lord, are you there? Darth Meow, is that you? Yes, it is I, the Darth Meow. What have I told you about calling yourself the Darth Meow? Didn't to. Okay, listen up. We need to fire the Death Tree now. We can't risk the rebels knocking over the tree and destroying our evil plans. But sir, what hope do they have to knock over this Death Tree? I'm not interested in gambling our victory just because you didn't feel like helping out. Okay, what do you want me to do? I already told you what to do! Just then, Koozie came up behind Darth Meow and karate chopped the radio right out of his paws. Oh no, you can't do that! I was having a conversation! Well, it's time to have a conversation with me, you big bully! I'm not a bully, I'm a cat! I'm an evil cat! 
I am the dog now. Aren't you supposed to not call yourself that? I don't care. It makes me sound so much more evil than just regular dog now. You're not evil. You're just a kitten. You're a scaredy cat. Take it back. Take it back. No, never. Ah! Darth Meow and Koozie became entangled in an epic battle around the death tree. Darth Meow had completely forgotten what Emperor Palpaflees had instructed him to do and could only focus on getting Koozie and capturing him. You. said Darth Meow as he hopped around the tree. Here, kitty kitty, come and get me. Hold still and let me capture you. Oh, hey, you're actually holding still. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I just needed to keep your attention for a few more seconds. A few more seconds? What happens in a few more seconds? That happens in a few more seconds, said Koozie casually as he pointed behind Darth Meow. Yeah, right. You're just trying to get me to look behind me so you can get away or try to attack me with something. I'm not and then suddenly, there was the biggest crash you've ever heard. Darth Meow spun around to see a big green truck right in the side of his precious death tree. What? How? No! No, 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 no! Breaker Dan, Chip the Bear, and Druzy Bob had finally made it to the real death tree and had jumped out of the truck just before it crashed into the tree. Druzy and Chip were cheering, while Breaker Dan was on his knees, crying. Betsy, I'm so sorry. You were so special to me. All the claw troopers in the area stopped fighting and watched as the death tree swayed back and forth with magnificent popping and crackling. And finally, it began falling over. No! That's what I'm talking about. Koozie was so proud that they had finally won over the felines of fury. And of course, the felines of fury were pretty upset that all their evil hopes and dreams were smashed into a thousand million pieces. All the good guys jumped and cheered as the death tree slowly came toppling over to the ground. Toppling right towards Koozie. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, hey, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to get smooshed by a giant tree. Koozie tried running away from the tree, but it was too late. All the fuzzy branches of the tree came all around Koozie and trapped him in the darkness. Hey, where'd everybody go? Help! Rabbit! Bungie! Get me out of here! Koozie, Koozie, are you alright? Rabbit, is that you? Thank goodness! Koozie struggled to pull off that last bit of tree off his face when he realized it wasn't a tree at all. It was soft and fluffy like a blanket. Hey, what is this? A blanket? What the? Hey, Koozie, it's good to see you up! What do you mean, up? You've been sleeping for like two days, man. What? But what happened? What about the cats? Uh, what cats? The cats! What happened to all the cats? Oh, you mean the felines of fury? Well, duh, I mean the felines of fury. Darth Meow, Emperor Palpa, please? Well, dude, when the death tree fell on top of you, you got knocked out for a while, and then you fell asleep. So it was real. All the claw troopers scattered, and all the people in town collected what was left of the cats, and most of them got into some pretty good homes. Aw, those cute little kitties. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Darth Meow or Emperor Palpafleas. Well, hopefully they never come back and try to take over the whole world and turn everybody into carpets. Huh, I know, right? And you know what else? I think once those other cats felt a love from their new owners, they all forgot about the felines of fury and just liked to be in cats again. Hey, hey, hey! Bungie! What happened to Bungie? Oh, she's right here. Her black collar broke, so she can't talk anymore. 
She's just a regular awesome cat again. Bungie! You're the best cat in the whole wide world! Meow meow! said Bungie as she hopped up on Koozie's lap and started purring. Koozie looked around the room and realized that he was back at his house and in his own bed. Before he could say anything else, the door burst open and all of his friends poured in the room. Druzy Bob, Breaker Dan, Hula Cats, Cracker Jack, Sally Bright, Flippy Day Day, Hazel Breeze, and Chip the Bear. Hey, you guys! exclaimed Koozie excitedly. It's so great to see all of you! Hey, it's great to see you too, Koozie! Yeah, you had us worried there for a minute, but we're so glad you're finally awake! That was one powerful catnap! Uh, let's not mention anything cat-related at this point. Yeah, I can go for a little less cats from now on. Meow meow! Oh, not you, Bungie. You're the best. You're the best cat in the whole wide world! Well, come on already, guys! Enough of the casual chit-chat! We've got a lot to talk about! So all the friends sat around Koozie's room telling stories about everything that took place when the felines of fury tried to take over their city. They laughed and joked and smiled at all of their awesomeness. It had truly been a pretty crazy adventure. So we're almost finished putting the whole city back the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to finish Bobby's bakery. And I'm baking a whole bunch of donuts to celebrate. Koozie couldn't think of a better way to commemorate their glorious victory. With a donut in each hand, anything is truly possible. The end. Whoa, what a fun time together. I love sharing stories with you. Remember, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a podcast review. And of course, tell your friends about us. Well, that's it for today, but we'll see you back here next time for another adventure. Goodbye.
between dogs at the moment. Look, Mommy, a cat! Hey, what are you doing? Put me down, child! You should just smooch, you poor. Do you need a home? Do you know who I am? I am the evil Emperor Palpafleas! Mommy, look! It's a talking cat who thinks he's an emperor! He's so cute! Can we keep him? I literally do not like you.